Are you glad I put this movie on the list? Dawn, you nailed it. You nailed it this time. This was A++. Everything I could have hoped for (laughs) in a bad movie. (laughs) I love the text I get from you, though. You're like, this is hot garbage and i was like (laughs) you're welcome no it definitely in terms of plot and just overall i guess excitement it does beat out rubber it was compelling like there was a story the story didn't make sense and it was not at all batshit but there was a story (laughs) yeah i mean there was at least something to question at this point. I mean, there was plenty to question, but I mean, there was a backing to our questions, really. Yes, and I didn't feel like none of it mattered, so that's important to me. <laughs> I wasn't told at the beginning of the movie. It yeah, that matter. none of this shit matters. Oh my goodness. I would like to add, though, this is a very festive movie, given when it when this episode's going to release, which is just a couple of days after Father's Day. And this movie is the mother of all daddy issues. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. <laughs> Happy Father's Day. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> this one goes out to you guys. Be better dads than Be we're the dads, dads in well, this movie. I'd like to think that they're better than these fuckers, that's for sure. Yeah, every man in this movie was not a good dude, except maybe Steve. And Jared. Oh, Jared. I forgot Jared. about Jared. I love oh. Jared. Poor yeah. Jared. That whole dynamic reminded me of Ghostbusters um, with Sigourney Weaver and uh, Rick Moranis. And it was just like that whole like yeah. doofusy guy uh, doing everything and anything for the hot roommate. Or not roommate. Mm-hmm. Um, neighbor. Yeah, neighbor. There we go. That's the one. <laughs> the word I was looking for. Uh, I feel like we, we really have to start at the beginning. We have to because- start damn oh i should start the podcast too that's the thing i was gonna I say would you like to blah, introduce blah. us no i'm just so excited that i, I know you I are. don't even want to this is i hate it let's watch it i'm lisa i'm dawn we are covering nurse 3d and i have to say i did ask you before i watched it mm-hmm. if this movie was in 3d or if it was filmed for 3d because every time i searched for it it didn't come up with the 3d in it and i was like is there another movie called no nurse we got a whopping 3d four minutes of 3d action yeah i was gonna say you lied because you said no but i could i see totally several, forgot about that though several moments where i was like oh this was definitely a 3d effect that yeah all at the awful. end though there was one in the beginning oh i must have been looking down at that moment <laughs> let me see if i wrote it down i can't remember what it was oh um the when she throws that first guy off the roof and he lands on like a mm. fence or something he gets him i did look away during that part so- not because of what was gonna happen <laughs> i just was like oh right she i was typing notes so i was like looking down whatever but yeah so this would have been an amazing 3d movie i actually had it to compare with saw 3d which was saw 7 okay they did 3d <laughs> i went and saw it in the theaters because i'm like okay this is gonna be good you know like it's a horror movie they're gonna really do it up i had the same kind of a reaction the 3d moments there were more of them but they were just so obvious yeah that you were expecting them. The jump scares weren't there because, again, you were expecting them. Mm-hmm. But, um, no. I mean, to call a movie 3D or to even film it in 3D and only have maybe two, three moments where it's necessary is just yeah. dumb. Well, from what I understand, it's expensive to film those 3D effects. So mm-hmm. I think I, I was reading the IMDb, like, 
you know, fun facts about this movie. And they right. were saying how they were, the 3D stuff was put in post-production because it would have been more expensive to like film it live, I guess, or however <laughs> one would do that. I don't really know how you right. film 3D. But we had been talking, you and I, about mm-hmm. how 3D TVs were a thing for a hot second. And it was just yeah. like the biggest trend. And my dad was super into it. And he bought the 3D TV and he bought the glasses and he started getting all these movies in 3D. And it was terrible. Did you, I was going to say, did you watch any of them though? Yes. So I'm trying to remember if I watched more than these two, but these are the only two that are coming to mind. We watched Tangled and that one was only nice for the lanterns, for the floating lantern scene. That was very cool in 3D. And then we also watched Bolt. So cartoons. Yes. (laughs) And I'm trying to remember if there were others, but I I don't. It just, it didn't work out very well because inevitably somebody's glasses would die the battery would die Mm. and then they'd be like well i can't watch anymore could you use the plastic paper ones like if you had those would it still do it tried that uh yeah we never tried that i don't think so because i think they wanted you to buy all the accessories and all the bullshit yeah the glasses were super uncomfortable they would leave a really gross red mark across the bridge of your nose it was just not not a good situation but could you watch them without the glasses or was it like okay yeah, it would be out of focus if you watched it with other classes. Oh, great. Just pretend you're drunk and fit right in. Right. Have have several shots and then watch the 3D and movie then watch without it. classes. Everything will look fine. Uh-huh. So this movie was neither improved nor made worse by the 3D. I think that's a fair thing to say. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Did you happen to write down the warning in the beginning? Oh, about the medical professionals? The most serial killers come from medical professionals or something like that? Yeah, I. it said something about like how the FBI has done a study and like figured <laughs> out all of this. Um, I meant to look up to see if that was actually true. Wait, I have to see if IMDb has it. They have to have it. They the definitely course, do. They definitely do. I'm going to read that. Hold on. Because it, it honestly cracked me up because after seeing after finishing the movie i'm like we're not really dealing with a serial killer here i mean in terms of i don't know i just didn't pick up on it that way she is a serial killer i would say oh here we go during the last 30 years the fbi has documented that more murders have occurred within the healthcare profession than any other profession it has also produced the greatest number of known serial killers that's okay that's definitely not true I kind of get the healthcare profession part, though, because I feel like if you're going to be a diabolical, like, murderer, you got to know, like, I think it anatomy. helps. Yeah. Okay. It definitely helps to know how to kill people, especially how to kill people undetected, because if you if you know anything about toxicology reports or anything like that, right. you know what shows up, what would be weird, what would raise red flags. Kind of like Jack the Ripper. Like, he was a surgeon. That's what they... Or, or a butcher, I think they would say. But Something where he knew how to remove He knew how to and, yeah. Yeah, dismember a body. So, um, yeah, I can kind of see that. But, like, thinking... Just thinking off the top of your head of, like, some of the more prolific serial killers that we're aware of, none of those people are doctors. No. <laughs> And I just felt it to be a weird, no, and I just felt it to be a weird title card for this movie. Yeah, because she had a very specific vendetta that didn't have anything to do with the fact that she was a nurse. Right. And she wasn't just, I mean, she's a nutcase, but she wasn't just murdering to murder. Like you said, she had like a vendetta. Yeah. And it didn't have anything to do with doctors or the fact that she was a nurse. I mean, being a nurse gave her specific knowledge to be able to do that. So maybe that's why, but yeah. 
but that would then make you think that being a nurse did not drive her to become a murderer. She became a nurse because she wanted to be a murderer. Yeah, I have a feeling that was it. <laughs> and I just, I think that the reason that you don't see a lot of serial killers having high level jobs like this is that even though they possess similar sociopathic tendencies you need to have better bedside manner i think it's hard for serial killers to hold high level professional jobs right because there's always some type of mental incapacitation there you know like there nobody's yes. going to be a hundred percent and to be a doctor or a nurse you right. need to be on your game yeah. so yeah it just doesn't really add up you're right yeah so strange from the get-go yeah and but the first time we see her there's nothing nurse-like about her she's putting on no lipstick in front of a cracked mirror which i felt like was just a really grossly obvious metaphor but she's narrating there's mm -hmm. overlaying narration which i didn't like at any point <laughs> there's a and lot of i have a lot of confusion with that but i think i'll bring it up after we kind of like get into it more because okay from reading the imdb notes apparently the the narration was not in the original script that's what i was gonna say oh okay well first of all she ended up suing them because <laughs> yes her I voice was dubbed well. without her knowledge yes not the whole time but right, not the whole time but it made sense to me because at one point i go what is with this accent <laughs> why is she talking so fucking slow but then you hear the narration and she sounds fine yeah so i, I was so confused <laughs> by that differential like i had to look it up because i was like there's no way she is this is her voice like she's talking super slow she's super whiny it's like she has the accent of a foreigner. That, that's yeah. what I took that as. Like, yeah, I thought that she was foreign. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> like she, she, she was talking slowly so that she could properly pronunciate, I felt, throughout the entire movie. Yes. The speech was lilting. It was kind of bedroom voice the entire time. Like it didn't make her believable. Said, yeah. No, every and, and that that was another, you know, thing that became immediately obvious was that she was just constantly trying to put off this sexual vibe because she's always walking with like her hips swaying and these really like slow steps. She's always staring seductively at people. Mm-hmm. It's very um, I mean, she's doing it in all these really inappropriate situations. She never acts like a normal human being. She's always on. I would not want her to be my nurse. No, absolutely not. Like the shit she like, actually, no, this is more of a blanket statement. But how are all these nurses wearing mini dresses? Let me just tell you, my mother would be furious to see this. I'm movie sure. Because I mean, not even just from the like sexual objectification of nurses, but <laughs> My dad always likes to tease her about the nurses' caps, the little hats, and my mom always rises to that probe because she gets really upset that nurses are always portrayed as wearing these hats and like they they don't like she's <laughs> she's never worn a nurse's cap in her entire like 40 years as a nurse. Right. <laughs> like I don't understand why that becomes like it kind of brought me back to like Riverdale and the hospital yes. in Riverdale. We're supposed to be in the present. And the hospital is 50 years older than us. Yes. And can we just quickly also describe the rest of their uniform? Because as you say, mini skirts, very deep V. It's like a collared V too. Collared V, buttoned down. 
button down, thigh highs, white thigh, thigh white. highs with a lace, um, you know, little cuff at the top. What the fuck? Like, what and, are we doing? And high heeled sneaker shoes. Did you notice that? Yes. That, that one pissed me off the most because if you know anything about nurses, you know they're on their feet all fucking day. They're wearing they, Crocs, they man. They all wear those geriatric sneakers so yeah. that their backs aren't killing them by the end of the day. Like, this movie was so offensive to nurses. I was just, I'm not a nurse. I'm directly descendant of a nurse and I was so offended for her. <laughs> Even the way she does her hair. Can we talk about her whole appearance because who was in charge yeah. of her makeup i don't know but it was awful who did this to her because i did not like the red lipstick there were times when she had more of a neutral lip and i was like okay she looks pretty here but the minute she had anything a little more doll like a little extra i'm like uh-uh this is not they didn't do any eye makeup at all. No. And her eyelashes were very pale. So it just, it made her whole face look weird because she has this very aggressive red lipstick. And then the right. rest of her face is completely blank. And it's like, what what happened to your eyes? Like, it, yeah, it's so weird. I don't know why they made that choice. And it's not like her lips were like too thin and they needed to be like pronounced. No, she has decent lips. Oh, I was going to say, I think she has fillers. Those did right. not look so like, like natural she, lips. <laughs> yeah, she has pouty lips, so she doesn't need a color to enhance them. Work on the eyes. Right. And I know that you're not supposed to do lip and eye, like, bold. But you could do... Mascara. Uh, just mascara and maybe a little bit of eyeliner. And it would have looked a lot more put together. But, oh, my God. And then the bangs. The bangs were not good. Oh, the bangs were not good. The things no. were very bad. So we still haven't talked about the first scene of this movie. <laughs> we haven't even gotten into the plot. We haven't even started the Nothing. movie. Okay, so she's putting on lipstick in front of a broken mirror. She's wearing this dress that is half lingerie, half dress. It's How is she in public with that fucking thing? Well, obviously they're at some kind of, you know, sketchy club. Still, I mean, a little more clothes. Like she yes. wasn't working the club. She was a patron. I would never walk around with my ass out like that. <laughs> she, no. had, she was just all out. But she finds a guy who is married and he like buys her a drink and she's like, yeah, no, I'm not going to hook up with you. And then she walks away and then she looks back over her shoulder and is like, you always give them one more chance. And then he follows her up to the roof where she pretends she's going to blow him. Mm -hmm. And then she pulls out a scalpel. I thought she was going to cut his dick off. I was like, I thought, yeah, I thought the whole thing was coming off. <laughs> Let's get this bitch started. <laughs> wow. But no, she just cuts the moral artery. Yes. Again, good knowledge on her behalf. And he just, she basically tells him, dude, you are going to bleed out. He has lots of very red blood on his hands. The blood oh, was yeah. comically red in this whole movie. Oh, very. Mm -hmm. And uh, she basically tells him, like, by the time you get downstairs, she'll be dead, but I can make it faster for you. And that's when she pushes him over the side. We get our first 3D moment. 3D impalement. Yep. He lands on a spike fence. He is done so. He's very dead. Yes. So that's the introduction to this movie. And she also, in her voiceover, explains basically that she pretends to be a slut because all men are disgusting. And so she lures mm. them in and kills them for being unfaithful. Yeah. She's like basically on the hunt for cheaters, especially ones with families. Yes. And in this movie, every man <laughs> is a cheater. Every single one no matter she doesn't even need to know them on a personal level she's introduced right away they're a fucking 
They are scum. Serial adulterer. Like, yeah. I just... The fuck in this movie. <laughs> yeah, like, I, you know... <laughs> like, we'll be the first women to tell you most men are garbage. Yeah. So, it's not that unbelievable that she can find all of these cheaters. But it's just so easy. It's like every single person she approaches mm-hmm. is a cheater. And there's like this voiceover when they're going through the hospital and like all the doctors are like leering at the nurses and stuff. It's really gross. And I'm sure that it happens a little bit, but not to this extent. They took it to a level, especially with Judd Nelson later on. I I have a scene that I need to bring up, but I got to tell you, I knew Judd Nelson was in this movie because I looked at the cast before and I still didn't know who he was. And then by the end of the movie, I looked at the cast again and I was like, Oh my God, that was him. (laughs) I'd still bone him. I I don't care. I mean, I, I, would bone you apparently i guess so missing an arm now though can we just talk about the cast really quickly the amount of a-listers that show up kathleen turner i know i for a second i was like wait a minute (laughs) what the fuck is going on we got judd nelson corbin blue from high school musical niecy nash I loved her so much. She made the movie. She like helped Bless you her soul. realize. Yeah, she made this movie watchable. <laughs> she was. She's the realistic coworker that you want to have in your life. Yes, I want. I just want her in my life as a coworker, as a friend, as yep. a, as an acquaintance. I just want her in my life. But yeah, I mean, there was a lot of notable people, and I'm yeah. like, I had never heard of this movie until I was literally on HBO Max months ago. And I'm like, oh, this looks fucking weird and interesting. Let me give it a shot. But I had no clue that it existed. I mean, for good reason. I (laughs) I think that they tried to bury this very quickly once they realized what a shit show it was. But even uh, What's Her Face? Yeah, she was in A Walk to Remember. Yes! And I, as soon as I read that, I immediately, I was like, she was definitely a mean girl. Like, there's no way she she was that bitch with the dark hair. Yes. She was that bitch. Tracy. Yeah. And let's be honest, I have not seen that movie in a long time. Oh, it's been years, and I refuse to because I don't feel like crying. Oh my god, I know, I know, I know I can't. I watched it one time, I think the last time I saw it was a few years ago, and I was just kind of in like a bad mood, so I was like, you know what, I'm going to watch this movie and I'm going to cry about it, and then I did, and I felt a little bit better. That and The Notebook, if you want to see me ugly cry to like the nth degree, to where I can't breathe. Yeah. Those two movies. Some do lady it. was watching The Notebook on a plane next to me when I oh, was going to Atlanta a couple ballsy. weekends ago. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> how could you? And then I was like casually watching out of the corner of my eye because obviously. Yeah. And as it's getting to the end, I'm like, nope, I'm going to look out the window. Nope. Now. I'm over here. I don't know if it's better to not be able to hear it or because you know what's going to happen, it's still going to hit you. Yeah, I watched all the good parts, and then I was like, okay, I'm out of here. I'm done. <laughs> I do that with Titanic, too. I turn it off after they have sex, and I'm like, all right, mm. the end. And they get to New York, and they live happily ever after. Right. <laughs> anyway, so A-list cast, lots of familiar faces. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what made this movie so great and so horrible, because our lead actress is awful. She's so really bad. bad. So terrible. Awful delivery of all of her lines. She's so wooden and just uncomfortable. She's not believable at all. And then everybody else is fairly decent. So the whole movie isn't garbage. It's her. Right. (laughs) It's this woman. It is the nurse. (laughs) The nurse 3D. (laughs) The 3D nurse. (laughs) The 3D nurse (laughs) makes this movie 
awful. And then of course the plot has issues as well. But I just feel like I wonder what this movie would have been if they had just cast that role better. Because I think it would have been maybe not good, but I think the insane dialogue delivery would have been better. Not even dialogue, even the the voiceover shit, the narration. I think how that was delivered would probably be a little more believable if it was somebody else. I texted you this when I was watching. I literally had to pause the movie. It was less than two Mm. minutes in because she was doing her monologue in the beginning. And there was so much I was reacting to. I couldn't, I had to stop it so that I could take my notes before it could continue because I was just like, holy shit. Not only is what she's saying terrible, how she's saying it is terrible. What she's doing currently is terrible. Yeah. Like what is happening here? And I honestly forgot when I watched it. I mean, it was clearly months ago, but I, knowing I wanted to watch it and remembering the premise, I'm like, we got to do this movie. And then you start watching and saying that you have so much to say within the first two minutes. I'm like, (laughs) wow, I really forgot this movie. And then I put it on and I'm like, oh, now I know why I picked it. Like, I was kind of like, okay, now I know. All right. I don't understand how you could have forgotten. Like, this movie is going to stay I don't either. Like, I just knew she was kind of burned into my memory, just like her face. But everything else was not. So I was just glancing at my notes again to Mm -hmm. see where we're at. And... I need to mention that part of the beginning before we even get into like the hospital and everything else that she's doing, they show her fucking a guy who is presumably dead and he has about 20 hypodermic needles in his chest. That was the most disgusting thing I think I've seen in a movie in a long time. And not all of them were dispensed either. No, but like presumably this man is dead, right? I would think like one or two of them did it, but she literally had 20 on his chest. Yeah, and we don't she's know still... what she injected him with, but she's still riding him. She's still riding him doggy style. I mean, uh, cowgirl. Cowgirl. In a really weird Could way. Could he even still be hard at that point? I don't know. <laughs> I would think the trauma would kind of ruin <laughs> the moment. Unless it like Unless kind of it freezes Viagra. time. Yeah. Maybe she injected him with Oh god. Eighteen times the recommended dosage of Viagra and then his penis just blew up and he died that way. <laughs> she would have died too if she was still on him. Oh god. Oh my vagina hurts. Okay. Oh. <laughs> um <laughs> just thinking of an exploding cock inside you. That's not cool. Let's move on. Okay. We join Abby. That's this woman's name. Nurse three days, Abby. And (laughs) I like calling her nurse three days. (laughs) She's at this, I guess, graduation ceremony for this class of nurses. That's now, Ah, I I guess, past their certifications and whatnot. And we're very fixated on this very pretty petite blonde girl in there. Who's just like, oh my God, I graduated. And then that's where Kathleen Turner is. She appears for like 30 seconds to give a little Yeah, she's like the head nurse that we only see then. We never see (laughs) her again. I thought for sure head nurse was going to come back at some point. But anyway, after the ceremony, we see Danny who is the blonde girl she meets her parents it's very obvious right off the bat that she does not have a good relationship with her stepfather he's also well known I just don't remember his name his 
his real name. Okay. I didn't recognize him, but you're probably right. He's been in like a lot of TV and like. She is actually too, the actress who played Danny. She's like a regular on one of the soap operas. Oh, She's been okay. in like 200 episodes of like Young and the Restless or something. Oh, so God. If you like soap operas. And she was on something else too, but I, I didn't mm. I didn't see anything that she was in, but she has a huge credit list. I am so. hmm. Nice. So yes. And then what's her face? Abby comes over and she saunters over. And she's being her like seductive self, meeting <laughs> meeting this girl's parents. And she's like, Oh yeah. Oh my God. I'm so glad you're again talking like she's slow. Yes. So, slow, but a phone sex operator at the same time. So it's just very uncomfortable. She is to. so good at her job. You have like an I was amazing just a- daughter here. I it's hate just, this. It's the whole movie. <laughs> she talks like this the exactly. whole movie. It's awful oh my god that moment kind of comes and goes right she does she meet the boyfriend here she doesn't meet him but she sees him later like she walks away turns around and the boyfriend's there and then that's when she starts (laughs) getting this weird jealous vibe yes which i think came out of the blue for me i didn't anticipate um a lesbian obsession in this movie i thought that she was going to be very focused on her mission of murdering exactly men and and this whole side plot was just very <laughs> unexpected like the only thing that worked in her favor was that the stepdad was an adulterer but at the same time i don't see how it correlates at all because if he wasn't where does the obsession come from unless because she's a blonde nurse maybe but then but then she's just as bad as the doctors that she's accusing. yeah <laughs> i mean i guess they're not uh, she wow, is not married and Danny is technically not married to Corbett, or I'm going to start calling him Steve now. That was his name in the movie. So she's not married to Steve. But I I thought that that whole scene where they went to the club and, you know, all that shenanigans happened and Abby was facilitating it. I was like, this is very hypocritical because you kill these dudes for cheating on their for wives. For doing but, this. But now you're encouraging Danny to cheat on her boyfriend. And I don't know if it's just because they're not married, but... Can I say what I wrote in my notes? Isn't that all we do here? <laughs> I go, first it was two guns in the club, and now it's a threesome in the club. Because <laughs> some really weird rando starts grinding up on the two of them. Against yeah. a chain link fence that's in the building. Hold on. Hold on. We can't even talk about this yet. There's, like, okay. there's more <laughs> stuff that comes before it, especially... <laughs> The part where Danny's showering and still wearing her underwear. <laughs> I don't blame her given how fucking creepy Abby is. But like, why? <laughs> I don't know. I don't it's listen. It's so weird. Abby walks around naked for like a good part a lot. of this movie. So I don't know if maybe the actress who played Danny was not cool with nudity, like full frontal nudity, but she is wearing panties in the shower. Yeah. I can't think of a single good reason to do that. Can you? No. Unless you are really uncomfortable being naked. Every ass we saw in this movie, though, A+. Plus. A+. Plus. A++. Plus plus. Abby has an excellent body. Yes. If they had fixed her makeup or if they just put a different head on her body. If we just got a torso, we'd be great. Wildly attractive. So mm-hmm. there's that. So she's trying to kind of insert herself between Steve and Danny. The voiceover was so rude about his job. Oh my God. She was like, oh, he can't get into medical school. So so he, he did the next best thing. <laughs> yeah, And now he drives a big truck and it's like. Okay. He's an EMT. He's still saving right, lives. Right. Like, like that's kind of an important up. job too. Yeah. And so Steve comes and like surprises Danny at the hospital and they like bang in a random 
rooms. How hot was that, though? I mean, after the no sex of Riverdale this season, any movie that this is making up for it, yeah. Sex scene, I'm just like, oh, thank God. I feel like I'm so thirsty for it. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah. And Corbin Blue has like a very nice body. So, that was appreciated mm-hmm. and it was also appreciated by Nisi Nash aka Regina uh-huh. in the movie because she uh, comes upon them and is like oh hey guys you just right in here somebody and- is in here like it, <laughs> she was great I really loved her ah oh, she gave me life there was a line after that by Abby that I, I don't know who wrote this movie but here we go <laughs> but they should be killed <laughs> this was in the voiceover she lost her virginity and the blood flowed she needed to see carnage what that was a metaphor wasn't it it had to have been but still who the fuck is thinking this shit no yeah all the lines were needlessly sexual like yes everything revolved around sex she was a huge caricature of an actual person if this movie was trying to be subversive and like pro-feminist it it really seemed to play into all of the stereotypes and tropes of Mm -hmm. nurse related porn and just the general dream woman who is constantly talking about fucking and always wearing lingerie and and obviously i mean even the uniforms of the nurses are just like straight out of a pinup i was like this is the horniest hospital next to Grey's anatomy oh my god it totally is so (laughs) i have i have in my notes is this her first ever movie or like situation where she needs to talk to other people (laughs) because she just can't talk she doesn't she can't talk but then again was that the dubbing that happened that she didn't know about? Could have been. I did notice that there was pretty terrible dubbing happening. Like, l- lips were not lining up with words. Mm, I don't know why they would do that, though. But anyway. I don't know either. Maybe it was even worse. She didn't win that lawsuit either, which I found. No, yeah. Really and, interesting. and she also had that other claim about being injured. Oh, she got clipped yeah, by an ambulance. ambulance. Yeah, so she claimed that her injuries prevented her from getting And this whole movie ruined her career yes but i think it was because of those two things like it wasn't like the movie was bad it was like i got injured so i couldn't book further jobs and also they voice they did voiceover and it was terrible and then people associated right it made her look bad that's the whole thing although i mean it's not just the voiceover (laughs) no (laughs) and i think and that's ultimately what the judges determined in that case because she appealed it as well and lost the appeal but they were like wild yeah no um nobody associated that with you. <laughs> nobody like, really watched this movie so it doesn't matter <laughs> nobody watched the movie and everyone who did realize that it wasn't just the voiceover that was the problem <laughs> so anyway post-coitus she is talking to abby in the locker rooms because obviously there are locker rooms in the hospital where they all shower after their shifts <laughs> and they get dressed in their other sexy outfits and uh she starts complaining to abby that steve wants her to move in with him but he she doesn't really want to he doesn't understand you know she has to stay home and be with her mom to protect her from the the stepfather that she doesn't like and so abby's like i understand i would i would never force you to move in and then you know she's just basically like really throwing steve under the bus Mm -hmm. and it's like let's go out tonight we need to go out for drinks we should go out and for whatever reason danny's like yeah so this leads to the to the threesome in the club that Don earlier the earlier referred to. 
Abby drugs her, basically. I mean, first she's like pouring alcohol down her throat. Forcing shots down her throat. Yeah, literally forcing shots, which by the way, if you do not want to take a shot, it's not going down. There needs to be some sort no, of No, I'm going there. to be throwing that right back exactly. up. Exactly. I will spit it like a fire-breathing dragon into your face if you're going to try and force liquor down my throat, but whatever. I did actually think there were certain things about this movie that I actually thought were really good. Mm -hmm. which is weird. No, I agree with you. I really thought it was cool how they showed us that Danny had been drugged because she's like holding her martini glass and you can kind of see like the residue of some kind of powder or something that like was once in her glass Mm -hmm. implying that she had been drugged. So I thought that that was kind of a cool way to do that. So Mm -hmm. they start hooking up. Abby takes out the camera or her phone and starts snapping pics everywhere everybody's making out everybody's banging and then (laughs) danny wakes up the next morning and she's in bed with a naked abby abby has great boobs i have to just say the whole body the whole body i know but like that's where we first kind of see her boobs and like she has great boobs yeah so she just doesn't react the way i feel like she should have reacted no she was not confused i mean she was a little confused but she wasn't like shocked or surprised that she was there right which begs the question of like what kind of relationship did she and abby have prior to this because I kind of thought that she would, I mean, and Abby says it too in the voiceover that she was mentoring Danny. So I kind of thought that she was kind of like a shadow, like a big sister, little sister kind of thing in the nursing program. And that, you know, they were friendly, but not naked in bed together friendly. Yeah. You know, like kind of in the way that we are. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't gotten to that point yet. We're friends, but like if I woke up in bed next to you and you were naked, I would be like, Yeah, no, no, what no. What is going on? <laughs> no, that that's a level. I and if I yeah. couldn't remember, I just I think it's it's always a red flag to wake up next to somebody who's naked and not be able to remember what happened the night before. You would jump up. Yes, you would get the fuck out. She just leisurely sat up and white and like rubbed her eyes. And, yes. Like, It was a normal occurrence. Abby's being her usual sensual self. She's like, oh, are you looking for these? And like gives her her panties back. And it's just like, why do you you have those? Like, what what is happening? And she just gets up and starts walking around naked. And again, Danny's just like, this is totally normal. This is just a thing that I do on Saturday mornings or whatever day it is. Mm -hmm. And then Abby comes on real fucking strong. And it's like, you should call in sick to work and just like stay with this all day. She... (laughs) but like again the slow speech the barely getting words out and then she's like sound sick like did you see that like enthusiasm like random burst of enthusiasm like yeah (laughs) i mean she's obviously not well mentally no that whole scene reminded Mm. me of mean girls (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) i'm sick sick. boo you whore (laughs) that would have been a great like next line but yeah so danny refuses to call in sick and abby does not take it well she's very upset by this walks around her apartment complete uh, full vagina out yeah full vagina out full vagina out full frontal nudity and again danny is just can i borrow some clothes and she lends her a dress and it's just like a very uncomfortable scene that mm-hmm. danny is not reacting to properly in my view <laughs> agreed oh i also loved the part where she was like oh my god i have to text steve and abby's like oh i texted him from your phone 
as you. And I was like, you did what you did is what now? What, yeah, what the fuck? Excuse me. Again, the obsession, I'm still even when the movie's over, I don't understand the fucking obsession. Yeah, I mean, my only guess is that maybe she thinks of Danny as sort of a kindred spirit because her stepfather is cruel to her mother in the same way that Abby's father mistreated her mother. But also Abby's father fucked a blonde nurse. So I'm thinking mm. like, is she associating the blonde nurse, blonde nurse deal? Well, then she would want to kill her, wouldn't she? <laughs> well, I mean, she's not making her life easy. So no, but, it, but only because Danny won't love her <laughs> the way she uh, wants to be loved. She did come around to saying, though, in a voiceover later that she had eaten her the night before oh god yeah after finger fucking her to six orgasms yep she ate her ass not not even yes she yes ate her ass ate her ass because she was watching her shower with her panties on again and was like i ate that ass last night right that's the same (laughs) ass i'd eaten the night before after finger fucking to six orgasms and that's when i said do i need to become a lesbian I mean, they probably know how to get it done since they do it all the time. I, that's that's true. They know what they like. Should be good. But so she feels rejected by Danny after this. It, it, did she? Was this also the morning that she told her like to move in, or was that at a later point when she was like, "You should move in"? Oh, with what me. was that? That was after. Oh, hold on, I have it. What's his face? Steve sends flowers. That happens. It was and after that, because that's yeah. when she, she smashes she's pissed the about vase. The fu- she smashes the vase. She cleans it, says, I'll get you a new vase. And then she goes, listen, if you ever, ever need to be, you know, <laughs> by yourself, here's the key to my apartment. Yeah. And, um, yeah, she takes her up on it. Doesn't she take it? Well, she does, but not quite. That's after her stepfather dies. Because mm. at first, oh right, like right, right, no, right. I need to be home with my mom because of my stepdad, and then that's when Abby's like, oh, so if I kill your stepdad, then you can you be will move in with me. Yeah. That just makes sense. A plus B equals C. So mm-hmm. she starts going to see the stepfather because he's a psychiatrist. Larry, fucking horrible name. Anyway, speaking of pricks, name Larry. <laughs> <laughs> but uh she goes and she's like i have a, a sex addiction i'm addicted to men in general like whatever you're like, weird right and i just feel like it's such a transparent effort to seduce him and i actually thought that he was fairly professional in that first meeting with her where he was kind of talking to her it seemed like he was trying to he was trying to be engage, a doctor but yeah. not be inappropriate with her but he does give her his personal cell phone information which she does eventually call right. and so she's she's already to murder him he drives her to an alley and then she ties his hands to the gear shift i guess and stabs him with a gigantic needle that where are you hiding that yeah <laughs> especially given what she wears <laughs> like i wouldn't even she didn't even have a bag with her yeah no oh she just pulled it out of her butt probably probably i don't Whatever. know let's not think about it too hard so she announces her intentions to kill him basically and he is slowly being paralyzed by this drug that she gave him and he gets out of the car and 
pushes the car back out of the alley where it very serendipitously enters the roadway at the same time that a truck is speeding down the street where it basically t-bones them and and he dies on impact what happens to his fucking face though he's like missing half of his mouth okay and then she comes out and she acts well no because acting would be good yeah she comes out and she's like oh what happened da, da, da. And the guy from the truck who hit him is like, call 911. So she calls Maestro's, the restaurant, and asks for the specials. I found that actually kind of funny. And then she just walks off. Right. Yeah. She does not call 911. But the police end up there anyway, which is convenient. So he dies. That's a thing. And then that's when she goes to the apartment, when Danny goes to the apartment. And I have to admit, I did like her reasoning behind how she killed him, though. She was like, you won't get caught cheating. It's like she didn't want to damage or hurt Danny's mom. Yeah. So she's like, you're going to be, I'm going to murder you, but. (laughs) You're going to die. However. (laughs) It's not going to be you getting caught cheating. And then the mom can get the life insurance and everybody can be happy. That's basically how she did it. And I was like, all right. That's that's a little more acceptable, I guess. If I had to pick a way to kill somebody and make it worth somebody's while, that's it. Right. Yeah. You'd want to do it so they would at least get the life insurance and stuff. Yeah. If it looks like a murder, then obviously it's going to be tied up in investigation for a long time. So if it looks like an accident, then that's probably the best way to go. But I mean, regardless of this. Actually, before we move on, I just want to, like, how could she have known that that truck was coming down the street at that moment? I don't think she did. I think she just was hoping the car would just back at anybody would anything would hit him at that point. Something. Something would have to be coming down the street. But, like, you would have to but know But also, that. it's a New York street. It was pretty quiet, though. After that accident, there really were not a lot of other cars around. Well, I'm I don't know. I'm sure just... at that point they knew they couldn't get down that block. It's a pretty huge risk, though to just like roll this car out Mm -hmm. if nobody was coming or if they just kind of like hit the nose of his vehicle now you have all these people responding to this accident and this guy has clearly been drugged so um it was just very very convenient i just keep wanting to say we we've been referencing bane a lot lately yeah but you've been struck by a vehicle (laughs) did not have time to say you're about to get struck by a vehicle so i went with uh Uh. concern moan (laughs) (laughs) um Quick note here, when she went back to her apartment, she runs into Jared, who is her wacky neighbor. This poor kid. I I love him so much. So he works in a morgue. We found that out. And yeah, he's the transporter. Did you notice his shirt at this time? It's It was a nice punny shirt. No. Oh, it said abracadaver. Oh. And I'm kind of obsessed. I thought that was a really good wordplay. <laughs> it is a good, especially given his job. That's great. Well, yeah, I mean, that's why i'm assuming you know what's funny my ex your ex-husband he used to way way back in the day used to be a transporter for the hospital so he's seen a good share of dead bodies as well okay well that's not a job for me but it's crazy that that is a job though like oh we need somebody's gotta do it (laughs) transport dead body i guess yeah so anyway abby gets back to her apartment danny's in it she's all upset she's trying to comfort her but then danny says that she intends to now move in with Steve, Mm -hmm. which really pisses Abby off even more so than before. She said one of my favorite lines, which was, you're a nurse, grow up already. (laughs) 
being a nurse really makes a difference. But right. I mean, she makes a reasonable point that Danny has just gone through a serious trauma and probably shouldn't be making big life decisions like Mm -hmm. moving in with a boyfriend. Her motives are not good for saying that, but I think the actual point there is valid. So so then we cut to the funeral. Danny's wearing a very short, lacy black dress to mm-hmm. her stepfather's funeral, but everybody's wearing sexy things at all times in this movie. Abby's there. Mm-hmm. She reveals that she's been seeing her stepfather's psychiatrist. That's a weird moment. And then, yeah, because she's like, he was my psychiatrist. As though that explains why she's at his funeral. <laughs> that and it's also weird now your obsession with danny like for her to think like were you obsessed with me because of my stepfather or like it was a weird yeah why reveal that you're more entangled in his life unless she wanted him she wanted her to figure out that she had done this and then be happy that she had done right i don't know but the police detective is there too he's a very beautiful man oh yes (laughs) that would be um real name boris kadoge yes he He's been in a ton of things, but he is so, so gorgeous. Oh, he looks great. And I just, the the scene, I mean, we'll get it to it later, but the scene where he's fucking Abby, I just felt really grossed out by that because I was just I didn't like, like it at all. I, I was, was just like, oh no, like, why would you do this? You, were, you could get any woman. Like, why would you do this with her? But yeah, so he starts questioning Danny and is like, mm, suspicious circumstances and things. And she's like, well, fuck off. It's my stepdad's funeral. So this is not a good time. Right. So it's at this point that <laughs> Rachel shows up. Oh my God. I have comments. I actually really liked her. <laughs> I, I didn't mind her. I thought it was really funny. I thought she played her role really well. That like she was overly sweet and bubbly, but in a way also that... down to business. Like she Yes. Yeah. And like polite. Like she she wasn't an airhead really. I, like I think that's the association most times that like people who are just so bright and bubbly are just not focused and whatever. But she she seemed on top of her job and everything. But she was walking around giving out these smiley face stickers. What is this, Bordy Barn? Oh, Bordy Barn, R.I.P. R.I.P., but it's like, it's the smiley face stickers, and they're fucking everywhere. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> yes, I appreciated it. I thought it was very funny. And she had good interactions with, like, Niecy Nash, too. So oh, my like... God. Later, I have a <laughs> quote from her. Yes, so that was fun. So it's just kind of like a weird time to introduce a new player into the game. But, like, all right, I guess we're doing this. Yeah. And... As she's coming around, uh, (laughs) Danny gets an email and opens it up and there are all these attachments and it's all the pictures that Abby took Mm. that night at the club of Danny and her and that guy all in, you know, flagrante delecto and it's very steamy and there's like people around and all these pictures are popping up and I don't know like what kind of application you're using where like if you click one picture they all start sequentially popping up one after another and you have to like, yeah that would be terrifying and why do you so have terrifying your, your email set up to that computer i think i would have smashed the computer screen in a panic because she was not closing and out it happens quick twice. yes twice we have to have that same moment again and the second time steve kind of sees it he's like are you looking at porn he's like no which makes it sound even more guilty but right might as well be porn jeez yeah i mean it basically is she's just the star of it so she manages to get those away rachel goes to talk to abby and she's like you look real familiar and abby's like i doubt it i went to syracuse and i lived in this place or whatever and she's like "Mm, familiar and then she finally puts it together 
that she looks like her neighbor growing up, Sarah Price, and Abby gets all weird and tense. And I love that she's so fixated on how much she looks like this girl. But she's more willing to believe that Sarah Price just has this doppelganger walking around in the world rather than think that this could actually be Sarah Price. (laughs) Also, it's been years. Not everybody looks exactly the same as when they were a kid. Right. It could be just a coincidence. Like, oh, you look a lot like my neighbor, like whatever. But yeah, but if she looks that much like her, I think it Mm. makes more sense to assume that it is her. than that she just has this weird look like but either way she gets suspicious and danny overhears this and tucks that info away so she can do her own research the other thing that rachel does she's leaving the hospital later and she gets startled because judd nelson is banging another nurse up against the glass like tits against the glass kind yeah. of fucking i was like i guess we don't want to be discreet about work sex right and and like this is so inappropriate and she's just like oh that was interesting and it was like like not even what? like i'm gonna report you <laughs> yes. nothing yeah for sure she's hr she should absolutely be reporting that i can't even imagine if i was like walking around our office and then like just happened to see like two people banging in the office they'd be like i don't even want to imagine yeah. which two would be doing that so there we yeah, go yeah let's sorry i'm sorry I'm, i feel bad i even put Ooh. that out into the universe yeah. there so this is when she runs into abby and abby's like we should go out drinking tonight and you know she does because she's an idiot she i don't know where she uh, people just can't seem to read abby well which is crazy because yeah she because she reads as a psychopath pretty much immediately i'm sorry so. if you're talking to me in slow motion i'm not going to take you seriously at yeah. all yeah so danny's in the process of moving in with steve as we mentioned she gets all those pictures on the computer and i don't know why she opens it because she knows what it is right she already got this email this one is to steve but like just delete it you don't have yeah to, don't even don't bother opening look. it it's like to steve 45 attachments hmm what could it be right and and i think they had a message too and it was like danny's been a naughty girl or something it's like there was nothing subtle about it It wasn't even like you know here's your tax files from this year right so stupid so she gets into that issue covers it up by saying it was porn whatever steve has to go to work so she just goes to bed and then she's woken up in the middle of the night by a skype call which is weird (laughs) just like have your skype up all night on your computer right i'm like my computer's closed (laughs) i'd never get that notification like i guess i have it on my phone so maybe it would ring on my phone but it's not on her phone it's on a computer oh yeah it does ring like a phone call yeah but it's not a phone it's her computer no right so she goes over to the computer to answer it it's abby shocking and it's rachel and she's clearly shwasty faced she's like slurring she's got this huge glass of wine that's like sloshing all over the place and then you've got abby in the background with a giant needle once again (laughs) and she's basically being like (laughs) i'm gonna get her and in typical horror movie fashion danny's like behind you turn around meanwhile this girl is 
so incoherent. I'm just like, call the fucking police. Why are you saying, right? Why are you even bothering trying to warn Which she us? ends up doing and it doesn't she get does. her anywhere. No, yeah, they're like, hmm. I mean, to be fair, this is what 911 operators should be doing because she's like all hysterical and he's just like, who's the victim? Like, where do they live? Like, they're supposed to stay really calm and just get right. the information so that they can get over there. But I also love how he denies it. Like, she says who it is and he's like, oh, that's whoever's apartment. She goes, yeah, she's the mer- She's the one that's doing it. Yeah, we don't see what happens after that. I mean, she gets one more call from Abby where she has this creepy doll because that's... Which comes back later, but not even yeah, but like remotely not really relevant. Enough. Yeah, like yeah, not really enough. So we don't see what happens at the apartment. We don't know what kind of a scene they came upon no. when they responded. Right, so then Danny ends up calling the hospital and she gets Regina on the phone. And she's like, I need Rachel's number. And she goes, what do you think I look like? And then she's like, no, I seriously, I need it. I need it right now. So she gives it to her. She starts laughing. And she goes, they have her listed under smiley face, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, that is so funny. Like, that is something I would have probably done. Smiley face, bitch. Smiley face, bitch. (laughs) I mean, worse things to be called, probably. Yeah. Danny ends up in the police station the next morning because mm-hmm. now Abby has basically claimed that she filed a false police report because Danny is obsessed with her. With her, yep. Yeah, and has convinced hot cop. A gorgeous, that, gorgeous cop. That this is okay. She calls him big black stud cop, which I can't disagree with. Yeah. <laughs> And I have to say, this is the moment where I started to get confused about Abby as a character because she's so unhinged, but she was also incredibly smart with how she set things up because, you know, like not only did she make sure that the photos of them hooking up get into the cop's hands, but now she's kind of directing them towards the stepfather's death. And she had arranged for Danny to to procure the same medication that was used to kill him earlier in the day for another patient. So it showed that she logged it out and therefore had the means and the yeah. motive to do it. Like it, it was, it was planning on a level that you just wouldn't think she would be capable of given how incapable she is of behaving like a normal human. Right. I don't know if this is just like a Rain Man thing where she's just really good at setting people up for murders, but is terrible at everything else. <laughs> she could set people up for murder, but she can't do math. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on what kind of lifestyle you can't lead. speak a normal sentence, but you know, she could totally <laughs> she frame, frame something yeah. for murder. <laughs> She's got a good frame job. So Danny gets out of here. She's all freaked out. She goes to the psychiatric hospital where Sarah Price grew up, basically. Right. And they tell her, like, oh, she came here after her parents died or whatever. She Oh, after she killed her dad, because this is when we get the flashback, right? Yeah. So she goes with her mom to her father's office, and she walks in on him banging a blonde secretary. And then her dad starts beating up on her mom, so she just slits his throat like any normal eight-year-old um would do (laughs) no reflex whatsoever like it just came to her so naturally yeah that does she have the serial killer gene no don't do that here sorry this is my second riverdale reference we don't do riverdale here (laughs) this is a safe space (laughs) i'm sorry 
No, but I, I mean, I think there's something to that. Cause you know, whenever you hear about serial killers, they're prone to violence as children. Usually it's just against animals, but that, and you know, also what do you call it? Being ignored, not having the attention that that's like a big thing too. Yeah. So either way, she ends up, she ends up in the mental institute after slicing daddy's throat. So she's there for a while and then her mom dies. Mm -hmm. Does she commit suicide? I don't remember what they said. I don't remember. Either way, she's there until she's 18. And then she leaves with a nurse who used to work there named. I don't remember what her first name was, but her middle name was Abigail. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. I wrote it down. Uh, Janet Abigail Russell. Okay, yes. So she took the Abigail Russell part. Right. And we're assuming she killed this lady, but we don't know why. (laughs) I guess to steal her identity? Uh, Maybe. They say that she just doesn't come around anymore, so we're led to believe that she has died. But I guess that would make sense if she was stealing her identity. But either way, we don't know what how old she was when that happened, but she left the hospital when she was 18, right? That's what they said? Mm Mm-hmm. And then she moved in with this lady and then we don't know, we don't know what she does after that, but she does end up working as a nurse now. So good for her. That's a glow up for you. (laughs) Yeah. This kind of brings us to the climax of the movie because. So much murder. Yeah. Because so when you were talking about Danny wanting Rachel's phone number, she wants it because she realizes that Sarah Price is fucking dangerous and that Mm -hmm. Rachel knew that she looked like her and was obviously going to put two and two together. Mm -hmm. So. By the time she calls Rachel, it is too late. Abby has already gotten to her and presumably killed her. We don't really see that, but it happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess the cell phone is in her trunk. So so then Danny's like, she's got to be stopped um, because she's after Steve now because Steve is going to be the next victim. So she goes to the hospital to find Steve. And man, this whole last 20 minutes is a bloodbath. Oh my God. <laughs> she is stabbing everybody. Everybody. It starts as like this little slap fight between Abby and Danny in the hallway. And Nisi Nash is in the middle like, uh, guys, you're in a hospital. Like you're at work. Right. And then they just burst into this guy's lab who's got headphones in and like doesn't hear them crashing around at first, which is ridiculous, but they're like smashing each other with equipment. Oh yeah. Throwing each other into walls. It's getting wild. And then of course, Abby is like, call the police. She's, she's obsessed with me. She's attacking me. And it's like very annoying. Okay. I've never seen a guy get stabbed with scissors like that. She legit stabs him from behind and then opens the scissors. That was definitely a 3D effect. <laughs> it had to have been, but it was just kind of like, is that even possible? No, is that probably, even possible? Not. probably not. Probably not. You need to be really fucking strong. Yeah. I'd like to say she has the, she has the expertise, but... um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess maybe if you put it in the right spot where there's not going to be a lot of like bone resistance, but still it would require a lot of force, I think. Yeah. And I just felt like there were so many scissor deaths at this point. Yeah, I mean, lots of medical instruments. Yeah. And actually, we forgot we forgot Judd Nelson. Oh, yeah. His, his death scene came before this, before the rampage, because Danny is basically luring him over to her side and being like, yo, this bitch crazy. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, well, we could do something about this. Uh, you know, we can make it go away. And she was like, okay. And then like seductively leads him down into like one of the, the surgery rooms. Yep. Oh, the morgue? Was it a morgue? morgue? Downstairs, yeah. Okay. That was one of my comments too. Like, what hospital has this kind of staircase? <laughs> yeah, that's right. It was a huge spiral staircase. A huge, like you were in a mansion, not a hospital. Yeah. 
yes it was a very luxurious shot of the two of them going on the stairs but regardless she gets him on the table Mm -hmm. and ties him up ties him up bull gags him basically yeah with gauze that was Uh with surgical gauze she's naked right of course as usual (laughs) and she's taunting him and when she stuck that scoopy thing near his eye i i couldn't watch i thought she was gonna pop his eyeball out and i was gonna throw up everywhere (laughs) i was very afraid of that i mean she did at one point yeah she did that's what made me think of it Um, i was like damn we mm -hmm. forgot judd nelson but yeah she threatens to do that she threatens to cut out his heart and then she carves pig into his his chest and, and then randomly says, I think your arm's next. No, wait, before that, she, oh, goes she was going to cut his to weenie off. Yes. And she says, Mr. Weenie is looking teeny or something. Let's get rid of Mr. <laughs> weenie. <laughs> it was just like, what is this movie? Honestly, if there's anybody that would call it Mr. Weenie, I would think it's her. Yeah, no, that tracks for her. But yeah, yeah, she, she, you're right. So she does eventually go for the arm for some reason. Like that is the first level of torture. <laughs> which i think popping an eyeball out would have been worse but yeah uh, that man's gonna be a bloody bloody mess when they find him yeah so back to the rampage uh-huh i have to say she's like a female mike myers in this whole scene because nothing hurts her she gets the shit oh my god her yeah over and over again and she just gets up and leaves yeah and she has like, this weird oh, level of like invincibility that like yes. reminds me of archie that's my third Riverdale reference. Why are you doing this? This is I don't our know. night off from Riverdale. I know. I just feel like it's coming. Like, it just... Oh, man. It's got some weird, weird hold on me. She gets on a gurney. Somebody, one of the doctors or nurses, male nurses, whoever it was. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God, we're going to help you. And then she's bleeding out and walks away. But how she gets away that fast. Yeah. Why does she even bother? Like, he turned around for a split second. I know. I don't even know why she bothered. This is after they go crashing through the entire hospital, her and Danny. And she traps herself in that room with all those people that she then just starts killing indiscriminately. Oh, just. they're stuck outside. So they, like. stabbing. Steve throws a chair through the window so that they can get in. And then she, like, hides behind the curtain. But I don't understand. Like, (laughs) she literally just starts savagely killing these Yes. Yeah. Like, ripping out their IVs and catheters and shit. It's like. Yeah, there's no motive for those murders. No, she's just no, killing not at people. all. She's just <laughs> killing people, and she's staring at the two of them in the eye as she just literally butchers these people. Yeah, and then, like you said, awful. she goes and hides behind the curtain. Yeah, I had a bad feeling for Steve this whole time because then they like they show up at her bedside, and she's like. I also love how at that point she is kind of acting like she's one of the victims by laying yes. down. She's covered in blood. Yeah. And then she stabs Steve in the throat. And then uh, Danny can't chase after her because she's got to tend to Steve. And Mm -hmm. so she runs off and that's when she gets on the gurney and she's like, help me and gets on the gurney. And the guy's like, go get help or go get whatever. Mm -hmm. And then she's gone. It's like, why did you even bother? Why did you even get on the gurney? What are you doing? The amount of blood she had on her. It was like the end of the descent, which I know you have that. But <laughs> I, I, I said it looked like she was in she was just out of House of a Thousand Corpses. Like oh, she okay. yeah. was doused from head to toe. Yeah, she took a dip <laughs> in a blood. Oh, pool. She, she she took a swim. 
Yeah. She took a night swim. <laughs> and then cleans up really fucking fast. Oh my God. I, I, how much time passes? Because okay. I think I still thought she was in the hospital. And so when all of a sudden she just shows up outside of her apartment building, I was like, what the fuck? And <laughs> like, is this a flash forward? What's happening? Not only that, like you can tell her hair probably still had a little blood in it, mm-hmm. but to wash yourself off. I mean, that blood is sticking. You can't get yes. blood off your skin that easy. Right. And for her to get it off her entire body. And her she hair, only did yeah. like the top half where she was not covered. She looks pretty good. She looked pretty she fresh. She did look pretty good. Yeah. Fresh as a daisy. And uh, she's walking back to her apartment and she gets stopped by gorgeous, gorgeous cop. And he is now confronting her and is like, we know you're the psycho. Mm-hmm. And um, you're under arrest for killing Larry, whatever his face is. And you get a little glimpse that Jared is kind of watching through the door. Because he's always watching. Of course, this fucking bitch starts crying wolf. And she's like, no, take my money. Just don't hurt me. Blah, blah, blah. And then Jared comes out with a fucking bat and bashes gorgeous, gorgeous cop in the head. One shot. One shot. And he kills him. It took one shot. I had to do a second look to see if it was the walking dead bat <laughs> yeah with the, the with all the wire. nails in it yeah, oh, yeah and yeah, like nails or barb whatever it yeah. is because the one hit took him out yeah yeah and like crushed his skull bleeding to death on the ground yeah that was a rough end for him <laughs> and it and honestly it sounded wet when it when he hit him with it it, it sounded like a, he hit a watermelon basically I felt really bad for Jared because I felt like yes, he was just he trying was to protect manipulated. her. Yeah. Yeah. And she's a fucking psychotic motherfucker, which we know. Right. But she says her voiceover and she's like, her job is done there. And it's like, I don't even think you made a dent in the scumbags of New York. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like what mission were you on? Right. There? Like how many, like what was the quota? And now you can move out of state and do this somewhere else. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, well, clearly she couldn't stay and continue using that idea. No, but she made it seem like, oh, I made my point. Yeah, right. Like she's leaving on her terms. (laughs) Mm And she's not being run out of town by an investigation into her. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, she runs to Florida, sunny Florida. Mm -hmm. Where she um, basically takes over the identity of Rachel. Yes, and does not do a very good job. She's horrible. She's so scary. Oh my God. Like, she couldn't even act a different personality. Like, if you can make the argument that she was intentionally acting like like a stone-faced seductress for the rest of the movie, the fact that this is her trying to be a perky, bubbly person... It was not good. Man, it's pathetic. It's so bad. It was bad. really bad. If she came up to me, I'd be like, this is she's, the scariest you've ever she been. She sounded like a robot. She was talking yeah. like a robot. It was very disturbing. And the fact that nobody seems to kind of catch on that this no. there's something wrong with this person is so crazy to me. But it is a movie. It is a movie. And then we end on her giving the receptionist a sticker. And I have a feeling that was a part of the 3D thing. This was the other thing that I really liked about this movie. I actually thought that was very clever. I thought that was clever too. Yeah, I I really enjoyed that as a as a send off. I thought that was mm-hmm. really cute. So, and you're right, it probably was a, a cute 3D effect as well. But yeah, so we get no justice. Nope. We don't know if Steve's going to be okay. We <laughs> don't know what Danny's up to. We just we we got nothing. We have no closure nothing. on anything that happened. And um, yeah, that's it. That's the end of Nurse 3D. <laughs> Yeah, that was a while. And this movie was fun. 
it was fun. It has to be seen to be believed because I don't think we we tried and I and we rehashed yeah. it many times how terrible the acting of this one woman is. But you really have to see it. It it's, was fun. It was a it was a fun one. Even if you just watch the opening monologue and that opening scene, that's what. But the then you're going to be sold, and then you're going to finish. Yeah, watching y- it. yeah. You will probably continue, but like just that first three minutes. That's the whole movie right there that is the whole movie it's the same and thing. it's only it's only an hour and like 25 yes, minutes very digestible although hbo does want you to pay for it which is absolutely it used to be ridiculous. free yeah i guess they <laughs> outdid their license or whatever but yeah so don't pay for this movie if you can manage no it. we're not telling you to do that but it no was yeah long. no rent it from your local library for free which i'm sure they do not have <laughs> um they do that's very very questionable we discussed this too. It got a 61 on Rotten Tomatoes, which isn't awful considering no. some other things we've watched. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think Woman in the Window had a really low one, right? And I I would yeah. rather watch that movie than this movie. <laughs> I should have rated it. It was my personal rating. That's what it was. I actually don't know. This movie sucked, but I did have a lot of fun watching it. I would watch this movie again with other people. Oh, yeah. I would not seek it out to watch it again by myself, but like if we, if I would need to see, yes, I would love to, to see other movie. people's reaction. Yeah. A thousand percent. I'm glad you picked it out of the list. <laughs> see, we were due. We were due for a good one. So. We were due for a good, yeah. So some of the ones I watch are worth the pod discussion. Yes, I concur. Look, look, I also thought that Robber was a terrible movie and it was good for the podcast. It was just, um, a bit more of a chore to to do the legwork on it was one. i think it was a chore for me to watch it again when i watched it the first time i was like this is gold you were then, so excited to watch it again <laughs> i was and then as i'm watching it i was remembering like how ridiculous it was but then i was like oh god i think you need to listen to the rubber episode again because you talk extensively about how on the second watch you remembered why you loved it so much <laughs> yeah i had i had a few days to think about it um <laughs> been digested now um our next movie will be x speaking of sexy movies sexy horror movies yeah we intended to do that movie when it was out in theaters but then we waited too long and it was out of yeah <laughs> that and our schedule didn't allow us to see it in theaters as well because well. when yeah when we decided we were going to do it then there it was were in like, like one theater that was like miles and miles there were no away. movie no good movie times it was at like 10 in the morning or nine o'clock at night we were like that's not gonna work no that's not gonna work but we waited we were patient and now we can acquire it on our own yes. time so yep we'll be that's doing our that next one. movie but we'll have more movies for you in july yeah summertime is prime movie time for us my time and the living's easy i do want to just say that if you are not on good pod i suggest you use that as your listening app because they are phenomenal we have been in the top 10 of the 100 tv review 100 top 10 nah. <laughs> let's start over <laughs> let's start over we have been within the top 100 indie tv review shows top 10 for the past two weeks oh snap so that's very exciting and if it wasn't for good pods they are strictly helping the indie podcasters like ourselves really get our stuff out there and um yeah been a big help so get on that app it's very very user-friendly you can discover a lot of good stuff on there and uh what else we'll have new merch out 
Yes. New merch. Interact with us on Twitter, Instagram, website. Buy us a drink. We're really looking forward to somebody buying us a drink. <laughs> Leave us reviews because we love yes, to read we love reviews. the reviews. Kind of obsessed with them. Mm-hmm. So all that good stuff. Yep. And again, we'll still take more suggestions. We will uh, figure out which month we're going to do a uh, listener choice. And um, yeah, we will uh, see you next time whenever that is. <laughs> I think. <laughs> either friday or tuesday we don't know i don't know but you'll hear from us yeah we'll be around eventually we'll be around see you next time (laughs)